It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist, certified nutrition specialist, And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and medical nutrition therapy. Today, we are going to need about a three-hour show because I just came came back from a four-day conference. It was the 55th American College of Nutrition Conference in San Antonio, Texas, and it was called Turning Research into Practice. And I have to admit that I do love listening to all the research, this all this updated research, and figuring out how I can use that information to help clients. Otherwise, it wouldn't be that interesting. Right. <laughs> so not only is my brain filled with information, but our co-host is Cassie Weenus, who loves to talk about the benefits of good eating for people's health. Cassie is a licensed and registered dietitian. And I'm going to have her tell you why nutrition is so important to her. But before she does that, today's topic is important nutrition for older adults. So if you have a parent that should be listening, quickly call them so they can tune in. Wouldn't that be a nice idea? Or if your parents live out of state, like my mom and dad do, they can just go to our website, weightandwellness.com. And by Monday morning, today's radio broadcast will be available to download as a podcast. That's a great idea. So, Cassie, why is nutrition so important? Well, that answer honestly has really changed over the years. Had you asked me that a decade ago, the answer would have been very different. But today, well, actually, as of about five years ago now, my answer to your question is 100% connected to my two biggest fans listening back home. I knew she'd get those in. I knew you knew it was coming. (laughs) Hi, Riley. Hi, Marissa. But I am going to try to keep a very long story short here, Dar, so that we can get back to today's topic of nutrition for older adults. Riley, my almost nine-year-old, had awful reflux, as some of the listeners have heard me talk about before. He had it from day one in the hospital. Some people might call it baby heartburn. And because it's how I was raised and really how I was trained in college, I turned to the medical community for help with that. Mm Mm-hmm. I started with a pediatrician. I eventually ended up with a gastroenterologist. Then when Riley turned four years old, his reflux suddenly doubled in its fury, and the gastroenterologist couldn't tell me why. All he could do was write another prescription, doubling the dose. Riley was already on an adult dose at the age of four of an antacid, prescription antacid. Mm -hmm. The gastroenterologist doubled the dose, handed the prescription to me. And I've said it before, I'm a slow learner, Dar. (laughs) It wasn't until I walked out of the doctor's office that day and tossed that prescription in the garbage that I was finally ready to listen to your advice, which had always been to take Riley off of all gluten and dairy. We did that. Within a matter of days, the reflux was gone and we were off. The Preva said it. Yeah. Yay. Really? In a matter of days? In a matter of days. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah. And truly, it was that experience that provided me with the revelation that many of the chronic condition, conditions that our society has 
can't be cured in the doctor's office. The upside is many of these chronic conditions, like Riley's acid reflux, like my mother-in-law's diabetes, they can be cured in our kitchens. Food matters. I've heard you say it before. <laughs> it does. Yes. Very nice. So interesting. So, you know, you really, your whole house went gluten-free then, didn't it? Well, do you remember the three of us, because the rest of us got tested and myself and Marissa needed to be gluten-free too. So the three of us went gluten-free and I was letting my husband still eat gluten and I was so stressed out. And I remember mentioning it to you and you just matter-of-factly said, Cassie, the whole house needs to be gluten-free. And I thought, yeah, why didn't I think of that? Uh And it really is just better for everybody's health. We are all so much better off and and feel better and have more energy. And I'm sure Scott doesn't even care. Doesn't even care. Yes. I mean, there's so much good food without gluten. Oh, my goodness. I cook from your cookbook. I mean, who doesn't want sausage and eggs and, yeah. Right. So if you want to know more about going gluten-free the healthy way, we actually filmed Cassie and Mary Hoggy teaching the class Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. And you can find it on our website, weightandwellness.com. Both Cassie and Mary are experts in their field because they live the gluten-free life daily. And their kids live it daily, which is, I think, even harder. And they, you know, both of you, you have tricks and tips. And these are real-life solutions to how you do it. Yeah, you know, until you live it. I was trained about celiac disease in college. I remember having to write a a couple-page paper about how you would treat someone just learning they were diagnosed, but you really don't know the ins and outs of it until you have to live it yourself, this gluten-free lifestyle. So I would say, yes, not by choice, but by destiny. Mary and I have a lot of (laughs) tips to share. and we We do, and we share them in this class. And I really think it's such a great thing that you guys have done at Nutritional Weight and Wellness to put some of these classes on the website because we know most of us have pretty busy lives. Yes. And this way you can you can click on the class, you can watch it on your own time, or if you can't commit two hours because it's a two-hour class all at once, you could do an hour one night, bookmark it, come back, and exactly. watch the rest of it the next night. So mm-hmm. really is a nice service. But... Back to the topic, nutrition for older adults. Well, you know, I have to say I qualify as an older adult, though I typically don't think of myself as being older. I think of my friends my age as older, <laughs> but not me. <laughs> Maybe I don't slow down long enough to even notice. I think you hit on something. But also, I look at research. In fact, I want to share a study from the Mayo Clinic. And according to this study, that was It was published, it was done at the Mayo Clinic, and it was published in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease, November 2012. And this study found that people who loaded up their plates with processed carbs, and what we're talking about is like rice and bread and pasta, had a four times higher risk of developing memory problems. Those who used like olive oil, nuts, avocados, dropped that risk by 42%. So this study concluded that the best diet for memory is lean meat, lots of vegetables, and good beneficial fats, and the kinds that we talk about all the time. Nutritional weight and wellness way. That's right. But think about that. That's scary because the standard American diet is loaded with carbs. No wonder we have an epidemic of Alzheimer's disease. Exactly. Ah. Mm-hmm. 
So just, you know, this is a study just, you know, done out of Rochester Mayo Clinic. Yeah, right here in our backyard. It was had over a thousand people in it. So it wasn't a little study. It was a big study. Good information. Um, You know, and when you were saying you don't think of yourself in that category of an as an older adult, I certainly don't either. And probably part of it is that you work more hours than any of us. But, (laughs) you know, and you seem to do it tirelessly. But you also look younger than your years. And I think you. you do. And I think most people, well, especially women anyway, we think older means wrinkles and more wrinkles. But, you know, there's other areas of aging, you know, joint pain, hip pain, knee pain, walking like an older person. And I know for my mom, when she was diagnosed with osteopenia, that's the stage right before osteoporosis, she became really concerned about falling and breaking a bone. And still, the potential of developing osteoporosis is a concern for her. But my mother's fear was developing Alzheimer's, you know, not remembering things and After her death, I found detailed notebooks of key addresses, names, dates, all the things she thought she would need in case she lost her memory. You know, I know for myself, I need to keep a calendar now. Before, I could just remember every appointment and upcoming event in my brain. Not so much anymore. I remember when I started for (laughs) Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and you had no plan or no calendar. You would just remember your appointments. I'm like, is this lady superhuman? <laughs> but, you know, part of why you now have to keep a, a appointment book or a planner is because our business is growing so much. You probably have a few more things going That's on. That's probably really true. Yeah, I would think so. You know, we are up against our first break already. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Cassie Wienis, licensed and registered dietitian. I'm here this morning with Darlene Cavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. If you're just joining us, we're sharing nutritional information about how older adults can stay healthy as they age. Now, if you're a first-time listener, thank you for joining us this morning. If you've been listen, listening for the past 10 years, this is this year's our 10-year anniversary, then we really want to thank you. And if you have been listening for some years now and there's a topic that we haven't covered that you'd like to hear us talk about, let us know. You can suggest a topic through email. That's probably the easiest way. Our email address is email at weightandwellness.com. So again, just that word email, E-M-A-I-L, at weightandwellness.com. And if you have questions for us this morning regarding nutrition for older adults, you can call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Here's a little weight loss math. On any given day, 100 million of us are on a diet, and we spend $20 billion a year on books, plans, bills, and surgeries. So how come for so many people, the number on the scale is so upsetting? It's like cholesterol and blood pressure numbers, higher than it should be. Are you looking for a new way to change those numbers? Then let me tell you about the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Now think about it for a minute. The approach is called Nutrition for Weight Loss, not feeling too hungry to sleep for weight loss or eating icky bars for weight loss. Nutrition for Weight Loss teaches you how to eat real food to leave you satisfied and in balance. How to use nutrition to naturally bump up your metabolism. It's based on sound science, not celebrities who make millions pitching products. Are you ready to see how it adds up for you? Then dial the number at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. It's 651-699-3438 or go online at weightandwellness.com to sign up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss program. 
You like his song, Doc? Not much. <laughs> Not really our style. <laughs> so welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I want to share a story about a client that I've been seeing monthly since April 2011. She made her first appointment because she had a chronic cough that just would not resolve itself with medication. She had low energy, dark circles under her eyes, sinus problems, some blood pressure issues, and of course she wanted to lose some weight. Oh, did I mention that she had really strong sugar cravings? So what has happened in the past three years? Well, the cough is gone unless she eats something with flour. Well, that's back to the gluten. Mm -hmm. Her energy is good. No more blood pressure problems. Dark circles are gone. Hasn't had any sinus problems for months and months and months. Most of all of her sugar cravings are gone and they're under control at least. And what about her weight? Well, the number on the scale is exactly the same, but her waist has dropped several inches. And she noticed the fat loss is because her clothes are better. Mm -hmm. They fit better. She really, you know, has made a big change. And she recently made the realization that the number on the scale is not that important. Now, this is a big deal. She is choosing to eat the weight and wellness way because her health now is the most important thing. You know, when she decided to eat for her health rather than to lose weight, she developed what we call this attitude of wellness. And now her sugar cravings just aren't as strong as they were. You know, she's That's not cute. always fighting back and forth. I'm cheating. I'm not cheating. Mm-hmm. I'm cheating. I'm not cheating. She's just eating for wellness. So I've been there. I had awful cravings for many, many years before I found nutritional weight and wellness. And it begins to consume your life and it begins to get very exhausting. Mm-hmm. Because you're fighting that all day. So I bet that is at the top of her list of yep. wonderful things that have changed since exactly. you three years. And you can just see how much healthier she is. Yeah. Oh, that's when it makes it all worthwhile. Yes, it, it does. So well, should we, we take a few callers? Yes, we have all some right. callers here. So line one. Good morning, Kim. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about cholesterol? Uh, yes, I do. I have been eating the white and wellness way since June. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband and I are big fans of y'all's show. We're in Texas and we podcast and listen all the time, take notes. <laughs> Thank you. And, and um, I had struggled with high blood pressure and so I started eating the weight and wellness way and got off my blood pressure medicine and lost weight. Wow, that's have- great. Yeah, no, it is. And I still, um, I have Crohn's disease. I, I take medication for that, even though I still try to eat the right way. Uh, you know, no sugar, no refined carbs, no gluten. Good, um, if, good. I eat, if I eat dairy, though, I get in trouble a little yes, bit. Yes, exactly. You sh- um, <laughs> with Crohn's disease, you can't eat dairy. That's right. I know. <laughs> that's my heart. That's, that's where I fall down a little bit. But, um. I have two doctors that I see. One is a traditional doctor because I have seen him for 25 years. And um, the other one is a doctor who who does exactly what you guys do, who thinks just like you do. I call him my holistic doctor, although that's probably not the exact term. But um, I started seeing him, my, my doctor, who's just like y'all, in June, and I had my blood work done. And my cholesterol at that time was 202. And my triglycerides were 99. 
Okay. Um, and my LDL was 121. And I had noticed that I was going on an upward tr- trend. Um, so that's why I wanted to start eating the white and wellness way. Well, just last week, my yearly checkup with my traditional doctor came around, and I decided I'd go ahead and get the blood work done and see what it was like. Okay. And I did that, and it scared me. My cholesterol went from 202 to 247. Okay. Um, my LDL went from 121 to 157. But then my triglycerides dropped mm-hmm. to 46. Nice. Okay. Nice. And, and uh, I increased my HDL from 63 to 67. So, but I, I got worried because my traditional doctor said, oh, your LDL is 157, and if we're not careful, you're going to have to go on a statin drug for cholesterol. Hmm. That, that really scared me. I called my doctor who's like you guys, and that doctor said, that's not what we're concerned about. We're concerned about the ratio um, and uh, of the triglycerides to the LDL. Well, I mean, the HDL. And my triglycerides are 46. Yes. And basically, my holistic doctor said, look, you've got to choose which camp you're going to be in because they're two totally different camps. Yeah. And I, I need to know from you guys because I listen to y'all all the time. Okay. Um, so what do, wh- I, do I need to wor- be worried about my cholesterol? Okay, I think in many ways your cholesterol has gotten better. I think so, too. If you're worried and concerned about your LDL, I mean, there's a couple of possibilities. You know, the LDL is actually made in your liver. So there's a lot of different reasons that the LDL might be going up. I don't know how old you are, but if you're in that perimenopause, menopause time, you know, hormones are made from LDL cholesterol. So sometimes we see LDL going up. Because our body's trying to say, let's make some hormones. We're getting in that age. So that's one possibility. You might be on a medication that is making it harder for your liver to function. So sometimes when that happens, again, your liver will produce more LDL. So, you know, it might mean that you need a little bit more liver support to to work on that LDL. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of people that... You know, really, like you're more your holistic doctor. He's saying your numbers are fine. Don't worry mm-hmm. about them. You know, so, but I wanted to give you some other ideas of why it's a possibility that your LDL has gone up. The rest of your numbers have all all gotten better. I mean, for and sure. And it, it very well could be that that LDL, yes, we can see it's gone up, but it could be the light, fluffy LDL that yes. is helpful, not harmful. So that's another an, Another thing, Dar, yeah, would be that, to have the LDL particle test done because that might be a a way that could really put your mind at ease because if you find that, okay, yes, it went up, but it's almost all the light fluffy kind, then no problem. So there's a lot of possibilities. I think that would be a nice thing to do is go, and you might have to ask your more holistic doctor to run those particle, run the LDL particle test, and then you'll you'll see because it's going to ease your Worry. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good basically what it's first for. Step. So, okay. but thanks for listening. It's great talking to you. And thank you very much. Glad you came to Texas. <laughs> yes, thank all you. Right, it thanks. was fun. <laughs> okay, should we take one more call, Dar? Sure, that'd be fine. Line great. two. Hello, Marsha. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. What's your question for us today? Thank you. Um, my mother had shoulder surgery this summer and ended up with C diff. 
Mm-hmm. And had a hard time getting rid of it. Hopefully she has, but she's on probiotics and eating yogurt and all of that. But my question is related to her iron level. She has not been able to bring that back up. It was 13 pre-surgery, and she cannot get it past 10. Okay, well, I don't know, a couple of possibilities. Um, sometimes people need an iron supplement, and I, I know we have a really good quality iron supplement that's called reacted iron. And the reason that works so well is that it is attached to an amino acid, which is a little piece of protein. And then it gets absorbed very well. And it doesn't seem to give people the constipation that other types of iron does. And Mm -hmm. it's so it, you know, it works well for people. You know, the other thing, and this was one of the things that I, that they kept talking about at the nutrition conference that I was at. And it's, great to eat liver. You know, if you could get her to eat liver once or twice a week, you probably would increase that iron Because it's high level. in iron. Yeah. Does she like liver? Not really. Okay, because sometimes that generation. Yeah. yeah, she's been eating a lot of high iron foods. Okay. As much as she can. I mean, she looked and got a list of them, you know, and well, she purchases when she goes to the grocery oh, store. You know, red meat is your best source of iron. Sometimes mm-hmm. those lists are a little deceiving. Oh, you know what? You think? She's had she's had C diff. So after mm-hmm. people have C diff, they typically are sensitive to gluten and mm-hmm. dairy products. And so, oh, so I would say no gluten, no bread, no. You know, I'd probably take you know, her off of that. Was that was one thing they checked out? She did have an endoscopy. But you know what? Some of those tests are not really accurate. Uh, many of them are not accurate enough to. I can tell you firsthand. Yes, yeah. Cassie knows firsthand on this. And so gluten and dairy. Yeah, I would cut those out. Probably not mm. forever, right, Dar? It's just that her gut health, her yes. flora, is so wrecked right now. She can't digest those things. And so until she builds that back up with the probiotics. Yes, and take. Okay. I would suggest taking lots of bifidobacteria because that's the me- bifidobacteria. Because okay. that is the ba- uh, beneficial bacteria that's in the intest- small intestinal tract. Okay. More than anything right. else. So. All right. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right. All right. Good luck with that. And we okay. are oh, uh, time for a commercial break, I guess. <laughs> You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to break, I do want to let listeners know that our next Nutrition for Weight Loss program starts next week, the week of October 27th, or maybe I should say this coming week. And it's a great program. You don't have to count calories. You don't have to count points to lose weight. You don't have to feel deprived or have cravings or eat packaged, prepackaged foods. It really is a simple, real food approach to losing body fat and supporting your health and well-being. And the nice thing is, if you have any other health conditions that are nagging you on the side, a lot of times those get cleared up by the end of this 12-week Nutrition for Weight Loss um, program. We've heard of people getting rid of their sinus problems or their digestive problems or other aches and pains. So again, the Nutrition for Weight Loss program is a simple but very effective solution. We actually collected data from people taking this class. We collected data from 2010 until this past summer, 2014, and we found that 96% of the Nutrition for Weight Loss clients saw their health improve. So What do you say? Why not enjoy the holiday this year and not be in a sugar slump? You can feel good. You can look good. If you want more information about the Nutrition for Weight Loss program, 
you know, if you want to ask questions or if you actually want to sign up, the ladies are in the St. Paul office already this morning. You can call them at 651-699-3438. You can ask them any questions. They'll be happy, happy to answer them and stay with us. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, we often get a question, how do I determine if I'm buying a good multivitamin? You know, about half of the U.S. adults take vitamins, and many want to make sure that they're taking a good quality. So here are two or three things, quick ways that I use to determine the quality of multivitamins. You know, I don't take a vitamin, multivitamin that has dyes in it or colors. You know, red number 40 or yellow number 5 are not health foods and may cause even behavioral changes. You know, I also avoid multivitamins with poor quality minerals. So look on the label and see, does it have calcium carbonate or magnesium oxide? You know, not good. Not, not good. good. But And also at the conference, I just learned recently that inorganic copper has been linked to Alzheimer's disease. So after learning mm. this information, I would suggest for most people it is a good idea to avoid multivitamins with copper for just the general population. You know, but a good place to get copper is from liver. Liver is a great source of organic copper, which is really safe and good for us. So it's a difference. But in these multis, it is the inorganic. So our twice daily multi contains no copper. So just just an interesting point. And people love that twice a day because... It's two a day. You know, other high-quality multivitamins are often like six a day, and yes. that gets hard to remember and, it, and juggle and swallow. And and it's higher in B vitamins, and it is um, in a capsule, which seems to be easier to take. To absorb. I know when I started my mom, or I got my mom started on the twice a day, she said she really notices that her energy yeah. is improved with that, and that would be those B vitamins in exactly. there. Exactly, yep. All so right. we're going back to talking about nutrition, nutrition for older, for older adults. adults. We, you know, we were talking about some problems that tend to creep up as we age. I was mentioning osteoporosis. You talked about Alzheimer's. And then, of course, there's always a concern as we get older about high blood pressure, cholesterol problems, um, blockages in your arteries, heart disease, diabetes. So if we're going to talk about all these health issues, we would be talking for hours and hours. But I find most people change their eating habits if they know they can maybe reduce their wrinkles. We get right back to the wrinkles. It all comes back to our vanity, doesn't it? You know, and if that's what it takes to motivate people, I guess we're going to go with it, right? Because the good news is if you change your eating habits to reduce your wrinkles, guess what? Your brain will be better too, and so you'll have less senior moments. And your blood vessels and heart will be better. Blood pressure will lower. And cholesterol balance. And good news for my mom and many others, your bones will get stronger, so less hip fractures will occur. So you might be asking, what does eating to prevent wrinkles have to do with bone health or cardiovascular health or even brain health? Well, a lot. A lot. If you're aging on the outside, you're also aging on the inside. Or I would prefer to say if you're staying young on the outside, your inside tissues and bones and blood vessels are also staying young. Because your glass is always full. Yes. That's <laughs> one of the reasons why I love you. All right. Um, 
You know, and Dr. Nicholas Pericone, I bet some of the listeners will recognize that name. He's the author of like 10 different books on skincare, diet, and just overall health. He says that your skin is a barometer of your overall health. Now, back in 2000, he wrote the book you might have heard of called Wrinkle Cure. Then in 2005, he wrote the New York Times bestseller, The Pericone Promise. And now this year, 2014, his newest bestseller is Forever Young. And Cassie, I had the pleasure to hear him speak at the American College of Nutrition annual conference last Wednesday night. He said, if you want to be forever young, you need to follow an anti-inflammatory diet. So what does that really mean? What can you eat and what should you avoid for an anti-inflammatory diet? And we're going to give you some everyday examples to answer that question. But first, I want to just establish his credibility a little bit further. Dr. Perry Cohn is actually a rather famous board-certified dermatologist. He developed a scientific, scientifically based, maybe I should say, anti-aging skincare line of products. And he's been on several TV shows, so likely many listeners have heard his name before. In fact, I think he was even on the Oprah Winfrey show back when that was still on the air. Mm-hmm, he was. And interesting, his presentation was not about his product line, but it was about how food affects aging. And I love that. Well, great minds think alike, right? (laughs) Because on this program, we're often talking about how sugar and processed carbs create inflammation, inflammation in the body and inflammation in the brain. And maybe you've noticed that after a day of not eating so well, you know, maybe it's one of those days where you had cold cereal for breakfast with toast and juice on the side. Maybe you got into the cake and ice cream later for dessert, or or maybe... The Halloween candy bags have already been broken open, right? Have you ever looked in the mirror on those days? Doesn't your face just have sort of a dull look? And sometimes it almost seems like you can see those wrinkles developing right then and there. (laughs) But if you could take like a microscope and look into your bones, you would see sugar attaching to the minerals in your bones and pulling the minerals out. Sugar can leach minerals right out of your bones, leading to osteoporosis. You know, I, I I don't know if it's called an epidemic yet in this country, osteoporosis, but if not, I feel like we're on the verge of it. And it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? When you think about the standard American mm-hmm. diet, all yes. the processed carbs and sugar, we're pulling that calcium right out of our bones. Sad. Um, yes, you know, is. thinking of, yeah, if, if we could take a microscope, like you said, Dar, if we could look into our blood vessels with that microscope, We could see all the lining getting irritated and inflamed. And we know that inflammation leads to a buildup of plaque in our arteries. And then that plaque will eventually lead to blockages. Or if you took and swung that microscope around to look inside your knee joint, you would see sugar eating up the cartilage. Then you know that kind of that spongy material Mm -hmm. that keeps your bones from rubbing on bone? And we know that that's painful when you get down to that point where you're having bone rubbing on bone. And it seems like I'm hearing of more and more people having knee replacements and hip replacements. And I agree, Cassie. Or if you're one of the millions of Americans concerned about your memory, maybe you're having too many of those senior moments, visualize this. When you eat sugar, especially too much sugar, you create brain inflammation. Now... Do you suppose that's where the phrase, don't get a big head, got started? An inflamed, (laughs) swelled up brain by too much sugar? And now think about this. The average American eats nearly 100 pounds of sugar each year. 
It was interesting. I was just looking up something last night in an old article that we had written before, and we were saying the average American was eating 76 teaspoons of sugar, and now this new research is showing that it's 100 pounds of sugar each year. So we're still going up. Now, you know, my mom used to buy sugar in five-pound bags, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. My mom, too. Yeah. For 100 pounds, that would be 20 of those five-pound bags for each person in the family. Now, if you have a family of four, that's 80 bags of sugar. Oh, I know she never bought that much. That's enough bags of sugar Uh, for grandchildren to build a fort. And that's all they should be doing with that. They shouldn't be eating it. (laughs) So think about this. This is the average amount of sugar. I mean, the average American eats every year. 100 pounds a year. So again, the bottom line is sugar creates inflammation and ages us from the inside out. That's amazing amount of sugar, isn't it? That is obnoxious. Yeah. We are sadly up against our last break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Um, Before we go to break, I do want to mention some of our upcoming classes that we teach in the community now, we teach so many classes we do. throughout the Twin Cities. We have a hard time remembering when, what, and where. So I do want to encourage everybody, if you're looking for a good nutrition class to take, go to our website and find a, a class in your area. But I do want to highlight just a couple that I know of coming up here this next week. Now, at the Minnetonka Senior Center this Wednesday, October 29th, in the afternoon, 1 o'clock, we're teaching Avoiding the Diabetes Epidemic. And then Thursday, October 30th, we're teaching Jumpstart Your Metabolism. That is one of our most popular classes. That's going to be in New Richmond, Wisconsin. Again, Thursday, October 30th. That's an evening class starting at 630. And remember, Dar and Ora Lee are going to be teaching the four-hour Surviving Menopause Seminar at the Maple Grove office Saturday, December 6th from 1030 to 330. Now, we all know December fills up fast with holiday activities and those types of things. So if you're interested in the Surviving Menopause Seminar, get it on your calendar now. Get signed up. Again, that's at the Maple Grove office. And we will be providing a delicious organic lunch for all of you on that day too. And, of course, many more classes. So like I said, check our website if you're interested in finding a class in your area. Just go to weightandwellness.com. And then click on classes. If you don't have a computer or your computer's not working for you today, you can also call the ladies at the St. Paul office, 651-699-3438, and they can help you find the right class. And we'll continue this conversation in a couple minutes when we're back from break. Want to bring the great information you hear each week on Dishing Up Nutrition to your workplace? Well, you can. Nutritional Weight and Wellness teaches classes at companies all over the Twin Cities. Whether your office is large or small, they have a class that's right for you. Choose a popular lunch and learn class, such as Foods for Great Energy, Stress Busting Foods, or the Food Mood Connection. Longer classes like Nutrition for Memory and Focus are perfect for wellness days. These fun and formative classes help you make good nutrition choices at work and at home. What happens? Happens when you and your coworkers eat healthier foods. Employees notice increased energy, focus, and stable moods. Employers notice less absenteeism, higher productivity, and improved management of chronic conditions. A healthy workplace leads to healthier, happier employees. Plus, it's easier to make good choices or lose weight with the support of coworkers. To bring nutrition classes to your office, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. 
Well, welcome back to Edition of Nutrition. You know, when I started this show 10 years ago, my goal was to help people all over the world understand the importance of nutrition. And you are doing that. <laughs> Don't we have listeners overseas yes. now? We do, yes. In fact, uh, Annalisa yesterday said that she was setting up appointments for people from Australia, from Japan. I mean, she said, well, she was saying, I got to figure out all this time change. The time change, yeah. (laughs) The day changes, she said. (laughs) You know, nutrition doesn't need to be confusing. It's just like eat real food and leave the processed foods in the grocery store. And I've been checking out the business section and it says that this is really starting to happen because there's some companies that have not, are not doing quite as good as they had done in the past. And I won't name names. No, I almost I did, either. but Corey will be proud. I just bit my tongue. <laughs> so we have had hundreds of emails from listeners saying what I've learned on nutrition, d- dishing up nutrition has changed my life. So I really appreciate hearing these comments and I encourage you, you to share your, you know, share this podcast or radio show with your your friends friends tell your family because you know what if you believe in the things that we're saying and you're trying to make changes if you can get your friends your family to start to make some changes it just makes life easier because you're all like-minded and eating the same way then exactly so i i have to tell you dart um i thought of this yesterday and so then i did a little google search to make sure i was remembering this right you've heard of the hollywood star sharon stone right sure yep I remember hearing a while back or else I read an article that she had really started down this healthy eating path and wasn't eating sugar and wasn't going out and partying anymore. And I think it was when she turned 50 and she had this revelation Mm -hmm. probably, you know, that she had to make some changes to, to stay looking good and feeling good. So I did a little Google search and I was right. My memory was working. She, um, well, now she's in her mid-50s, and she has vowed never to have plastic surgery. And I've seen pictures of her without makeup on, and she really does look fabulous. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and it's because of these changes, I'm sure. I mean, there's a little genetics in there, but these Mm -hmm. changes she's made when she was interviewed about sort of what are her secrets for defying aging, one of the things she said is that she cuts out sugar wherever she can. Oh, that's, yes, see? Mm-hmm. See, even Sharon Stone knows that sugar and processed carbs age people. So mm-hmm. if you want to stay young, young looking and young feeling, what should you eat? Well, one of the first things that comes to my mind is that we need to eat protein, high quality animal protein, like grass fed beef, salmon, organic eggs, or maybe turkey is your favorite protein. That's another good option. Chicken, lamb. Buffalo is becoming more and more available, and that tends to be grass-fed, so that's more nutritious. And Dar keeps talking about liver, so we should reiterate <laughs> liver. Now, organic liver, right, Dar? Yep. Because the liver is our detox station. Mm-hmm. So that's one where it's it's especially important to buy organic is if you're going to choose liver as your protein source. But I bet you ate liver when you were growing up. I no. certainly did. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But I, oh, I, I think it's only because my mom did not like it. My Uh-oh. dad did because my grandma made it. Sure. But I was never forced okay. to eat that one. Sorry. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it. So basically, we need to eat protein at least four times a day. But we really recommend five times. Now, what does protein do? Protein builds collagen. And collagen keeps our skin from sagging. Now, if that doesn't motivate all the women out there to start eating protein, I love that. Collagen yes. keeps our skin 
from sagging. Not only that, protein is necessary to build bones. Protein actually builds the structural rods that are inside of our bones that helps keep them strong. And if we have strong bones, we prevent fractures. And also protein builds our brain chemicals. Protein keeps our memory sharp and our moods happy. And my favorite thing about protein is that it gives us energy. Not only that, it supports our metabolism so that we burn more fat. And it's sad to think how many women have cut back on eating meat and eggs because they've heard that they would gain weight or they've heard that they would have cholesterol problems. That's not where the facts lie. In reality, it's sugar and processed carbs that will age you. It's sugar and processed carbs that will make you gain weight. And it's sugar and processed carbs that will raise your cholesterol. It was really interesting listening to Dr. Pericone because he suggested eating protein five times a day, just like we do. Is he listening to our podcast? I don't know. <laughs> he he even had people eating protein for snacks, you know, and that's always a big challenge for us. Yeah, do you mean I have to eat protein for my snack? I can't just eat a fruit? No, you have to eat some protein. Right. And to look and feel better, you know, just think about this. Can you change your habits for the next three weeks? eat protein five times a day. That's my question to you, to all the listeners. Can you possibly do that? Can you do it to keep your skin from sagging? Let's put it that way, right? Give them a little motivator (laughs) on the other end of it. And when I'm eating my protein five times a day and on top of my game, my energy really is great. So I think that can be really motivating for people too. But you'd probably agree, Dar, as well. It's easy to say eat protein five times a day, but it takes some forethought and planning. Planning. Mm-hmm. I think what helps, I know for me in the very beginning when I started with nutritional weight and wellness to have it written out, whether I wrote it out the night before or the morning of, and now I just know what to grab exactly. and know what to have in my fridge. Exactly. So you don't have to do that forever, but you know, at least for that first week, sit down and write, well, I'm going to have a hard boiled egg and a small fruit and a handful of almonds for my morning snack. Mm-hmm. Afternoon snack, I'm going to have one beef stick and some baby carrots and some hummus or ranch for dipping. Yep, exactly. You know, because the day gets busy and, and you got to have a plan. Yes. So, okay, so that's the protein piece. Now on to the next anti-aging food, healthy fats. Healthy fats are things like butter, olive oil, unrefined coconut oil, nuts and seeds are another good choice. And I have to tell you a quick little story about this next healthy fat I'm going to mention. I was babysitting two of my neighbor's kids yesterday. One is two, one is three. And it was over the lunch hour, so she had packed a lunch for them. And so I sit them up to the counter when it becomes lunchtime, and I'm taking out their food one by one. Mm -hmm. They had cheese sticks. They had hard-boiled eggs. They had mashed sweet potatoes. This neighbor really gets it. She's listened to our programs. (laughs) She gets it. And then there was an avocado, and I pulled out the whole avocado, and the little two-year-old just squealed with delight. (laughs) It was so fun to see. I mean, you would have thought you were pulling out a cupcake or something, but no, he was so excited about this avocado. He ate the whole thing himself. The three-year-old didn't get any. The two-year-old ate it. So avocados, whatever your age is, are a wonderful, healthy fat. You know, the other thing uh, at the conference, Dr. Paragon started his presentation last Wednesday by saying, to burn body fat, you must eat healthy fat. Hmm. And, you know, all the nutritionists and medical doctors and researchers at his presentation, they were all nodding their head, yes, yes, yes. But, you know, if he'd made that statement a few years ago at that conference, 
when everybody believed in the low-fat message, they may, may have thrown tomatoes at him. <laughs> That's right. Or they would have been shaking their heads, no. Who is this crazy person? Yes. Yeah, and sadly, even with 68% of the population overweight in this country, many people still believe that eating fat will make them fat. And I suppose, you know, to some degree, if you wanted me to argue that point, there is a little bit of truth in that because the bad fats will throw off your metabolism. The bad fats can cause acne. The bad fats can lead to foggy thinking, high cholesterol, even irritability. Mm -hmm. And, you know... We You want to avoid trans fats and refined oils. I mean, 10 years ago on our first Dishing Up Nutrition show, we told people to avoid foods with partially hydrogenated and hydrogenated oil. So, yeah, avoid margarine, soy oil, corn oil, muffins, all those things that have trans fats in them. Oh, we could go on and on. Oh I knew it. We needed goodness. three hours for this show, Cassie. I could keep talking. Yes, but- Everybody enjoy the weather. Have a great day. Thank you, Cassie. Appreciate Thank it. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.